The blood is now on Biden's hands as the fall of Afghanistan may appear imminent. Today, we discuss the circumstances involving the coalition troop withdrawal and the most likely consequences. Welcome to American Dispatches, where we discuss world news and influences that impact everyday Americans like you. I'm your host, Vic. I've traveled over 100 countries, been a magazine contributor, hold an MBA, and a BA International Relations. All right, the Islamic fundamentalist group has now taken over nearly 10% of Afghanistan in the last week alone. This is according to the Foundation for Defense of Democracies. The group now controls 195 of the country's 407 districts while contesting another 129. In Afghanistan, there's not so much a clear battle line as there are when most people think of a war where you have a front and you have good guys on one side and bad on the other. The line is unfortunately gray in so much of the country. Now, many brave Afghans are jumping in and volunteering to fight them. These are just locals outside of the security forces, many belonging to local militias that are aligned with the government in Kabul. To the rest of the world, unfortunately, the outlook is looking a little grim. Former President George Bush, who of course authorized the first U.S. intervention in Afghanistan shortly after 9-11, was quoted this last week as saying, the consequences are going to be unbelievably bad and sad. And anyone who remembers what Afghanistan was like in the late 90s under the Taliban don't have to use too much imagination as to what that may look like. They were known for public executions, beheadings. There were several videos circulating at the time of them blowing up Buddhist landmarks in the country as they you know, really see anything that doesn't agree with their strict interpretation of Islam as being a uh, potential threat, an existential threat to them as an organization. You might remember the famous video circulating around Iraq after the rise of ISIS, 2014-2015 era, with again gruesome execution videos and that type of thing. That is most likely what we can expect from the Taliban. Now, Biden, for his part, denies that this is inevitable, saying that, the likelihood that there's going to be a Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. Again, most experts don't agree with that. Although Biden is leaning on his Afghan partners to work more co cohesively together. And the government has launched a campaign for, quote, national mobilization. That includes arming local volunteers and leaning on local militias and basically anybody that, that can rise up and, and stop the onslaught from the Taliban. There is a chance... And to Biden's point, he is actually correct. They stand a much stronger chance if they stand together in defense of their homeland. Now, it is reported that the Taliban at current has over 80,000, 85,000 full-time fighters at their disposal, as many other people working with for them within their network. So they are a formidable force, and they, for their part, are working very closely together as they see this as an opportunity they've been waiting for for 20 years. Now, what do they want? This is not normally something I would honestly give any airtime to, but there was an interesting New York Times op-ed, some of you might be familiar with, in which the New York Times released an editorial from Haqqani, or excuse me, Sarajani Haqqani, who is the deputy leader of the Taliban. I can't imagine us ever doing this. Could you imagine the New York Times releasing an op-ed from like Joseph Goebbels in 1944? <laughs> from 1944 Nazi Germany, what the Nazis want. In any event, it's interesting to, to hear this side of their perspective. And 
see what they have in mind, especially seeing as though this might be a strong possibility in Afghanistan in the not-too-distant future. Now, he basically went on to say, when asked what the Taliban would like to see in Afghanistan after foreign troops pull out, My response to such concerns is that it will depend on the consensus among Afghans. We should not let our worries get in the way of a process of genuine discussion and deliberation. It's my best evil accent. Adding that, it is important, adding that, it is important that no one front loads this process with predetermined outcomes and preconditions. So in other words, he's not going to tell us, they're not going to say basically, oh yeah, women can go to school, that's no problem. Yeah, we like our uh, daughters to basically get a full education and drive and have basic rights like voting. No, no, we're not going to say that because that would be predetermined outcomes. And of course, we're not going to say what happens to any, will there be reprisals to any Afghan groups? Of course, that would be predetermined conditions. What's going to happen to women's schools? All that stuff. We don't need to worry about that. That's pre- we can't. That's too much of a loaded subject to talk about. So let's not even try. One important question he was asked was, what about Afghanistan being a bastion for another terrorist group like Al-Qaeda? He took this head on by saying that we are also aware of concerns about the potential of Afghanistan being used by disruptive groups to threaten regional and world security. Both, But these concerns are inflated. Reports about foreign groups in Afghanistan are politically motivated. Exaggerations by the warmongering players on all sides of the war. It is not in the interest of an Afghan to allow such groups to hijack our country and turn it into a battleground. So that does seem like a tacit acknowledgement. The Taliban is aware, hey, they kind of fucked up before by letting Al-Qaeda in and taking control and having such a, basically creating so much problems for them as an organization and getting them ousted from the country for 20 years. So it does seem they are cognizant of that. That's one piece of good news. But it still does not mean there's uh, good news at all for the Afghan people. What about other foreign powers getting involved? Afghanistan has been a fairly isolated nation, but one that's strapped along trade routes and has been strategically important for empires going back to Alexander the Great. One big question that everybody has in mind is, what about potential Chinese influence? China and Afghanistan do share a 47-mile border along which was a famous route from the ancient Silk Road. As most of you are aware, China is really trying to bring back the prevalence of the ancient Silk Road through their Belts and Roads Initiative. Afghanistan could be a key component of this. One of the important facets of that might be the security. And Beijing is no doubt waiting out to see what happens in the country. But it is a very mineral-rich country as well. There are many minerals that China would be interested in. So that could be a potential, you could see a potential rise in Chinese influence in the country. Iran, obviously, is another player that shares a huge border with Iran, with Afghanistan. They could be very much involved as well. No doubt this is going to help Iran, at least in the fact that they won't have U.S. forces in a bordering country basically taking up one of their flanks. What could U.S. and partners and partner countries still do. Look, it's not unlikely to completely reverse Biden's decision, but increased political pressure on your politicians could help add a few things that might sway the fight in local Afghan forces' favor. One of those is 
you could extend air support for Afghan forces beyond September, where it's when it's clearly now um, looking to end under Biden's plan. You could maintain a special forces strike force of sorts, even in a neighboring country. They could step in in cases of that could really step in to help take out high-ranking leaders, rescue hostages, uh, really stand as a backup force for large pitch battles. That could have a significant impact, not just on the ground, but psychologically as well. Just knowing that for Afghan forces still fighting, look, it's not the Alamo necessarily. Uh, good guys are still there to support you. It could also, political pressure could also help pull out translators and their families. That could have a huge impact, not just for the translators and their families, who no doubt it would save several hundred lives at the least. It would also help send a message that, hey, America is there to help the Afghan people sincerely, as well as other any other partner groups we're working with around the world. We work with forces in Africa, in South America, and elsewhere. Where we have translators and local support personnel that really rely on us for security. This sends a message and will for decades to come that, hey, we got your back no matter what because you've helped us. So I would really strongly suggest leaning on your local Congress, congressman to kind of make it known in Washington that, hey, this isn't something that's just going to be acceptable. Hopefully the Biden administration turns this around a little bit and leans on European partners to assist as well. Otherwise, worst case scenario, we see a, an Afghanistan completely overrun by Islamic militants again. And basically a repeat of the scenario we saw decades previously. We'll see for months and possibly years, you're going to turn on your news channel and you'll see gruesome executions, reprisal killings, and so on. Or possibly the better case scenario is, and it's still not a good one, you're going to see a repeat of Afghanistan in the early 90s after the Soviet pull, Soviets pulled out and where you're basically seeing a cycle of civil war between militia groups of which at the time the Taliban was just one of them. But backed up again by U.S. forces, U.S. air support, you could really pitch the battle in their favor. So this is a defining moment in our generation. What are we going to do? It's up to us now. As I mentioned, reach out, lean on your politicians. There's still something that can be done here before thousands of people die needlessly. And that's all we have for today, folks. As always, the world is an exciting, badass place. Stay informed. You can do so by tuning in here on Apple or the Google Play Store. Until next time, vaya con Dios, America. 